Hello and welcome to Walking Digital Corridors, where we aim to bring you ideas and thought leadership on how to create commercial conversations with your target audience more effectively. And today's discussion is really about perspective. So measuring what really matters if conversations with your target audience, of course, is your goal, which it is for most B2B sales and marketing and account management folks. So without further ado, my name is Alex Abbott. I'm your host today. I'm the founder of Sapiro and creator of the Conversation Operating System. And I am joined by these lovely gentlemen. Hello, everyone. I'm Jordan Abbott. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm Jordan Abbott, uh, Alex's uh, eldest, and uh, I'm going to say something controversial, probably favourite son. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's great to be here. I, yeah, yeah, indeed. We've only got 15 minutes, so we'll have to park that um, yeah. for, for, for a conversation offline. But yeah, I currently work at Vidyard as an SDR. Um, great to be here with you Welcome. Hi all, Jensen Abbott, BDR at Content.io. I'm going to keep it short and sweet and the sun has just perfectly um, lowered itself right into my eye line. But uh, yeah, I apologise if I'm if I'm coughing for the third week in a row. Um, the illness is finally starting to budge. So, uh, so yeah, it's nice to be here, guys. Yeah, welcome, welcome. So if anyone's, or in case anyone's wondering, the, the debate on who the favourite son is, <laughs> is ongoing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, one day we'll have Jude on here as well. Yeah. Um, cool. Indeed. When he gets out of bed in the morning, that is. Um, so here's a question for you. What does walking digital corridors mean to you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll jump in there. So I think for me, I've only really worked um, in the corporate world or in the world of B2B sales since COVID. So everything was digital because uh, out of necessity right so i don't necessarily think it's a question of digital or not but more so how we can leverage digital more effectively and almost use it as um as a way to bridge the gap between those physical interactions so you know we speak a lot about the fact that we've only got five percent of our buyers time during their journey so we need to try and bridge those gaps between the FaceTime that we're actually permitted. And I think digital is a way that we can do that, particularly when we think about, you know, of that 5%, what percentage is actually face-to-face? -face? Um, it's likely a very minuscule amount. So I think it's, it's imperative for those within GTM functions or, or really the business-wide um, to actually be digitally active. Yeah. You know, I can't help but think back um, to the year 2000. So the year you were born, Jensen, <laughs> and a conversation with my manager about uh, what we call snail mail. I don't know what it's called today, but this idea of sending letters, you know, to people that go through letters that go through the door in an effort to, to get meetings, uh, and me thinking, but hang on, we're, we're an email marketing company. Yeah, we can we can send emails and get and get meetings. And then fast forward to around two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, when um, uh, you know, email uh, and LinkedIn then 
was the way to to get meetings and and you know with the pressure from my boss then saying you need to make cold calls and in 2008 me saying but they don't work anymore and you know i lived in a world in recruitment where we were doing 50 to 100 cold calls a day and it's it's not effective yet you know we're in 2023 and it feels like cold calling is doing a comeback um and i just find that i find that incredible yeah i i think another thing just to uh, circle back to the snail mail piece so direct mail i think it's it's called now it feels like again that's making a resurgence perhaps not for the same reasons as, as cold calling but i think the reason that direct mail could be effective is because it's personal right mm-hmm. um and different. as it is different it, yeah. it's personal it's a bit more human if it's a handwritten note I think that's the reason that it could potentially be effective, um, you know, with email and even LinkedIn now to, to an extent, the bar is incredibly low, I think, um, within sales because we just or the, the vast majority are just driving for efficiency, driving to hit those vanity metrics um, and the, the quality is, is lacking. Um, it goes back yeah. to the old thing when when something is cut from the efficiency cloth, we we typically tend to work it to death. Yeah, we we um, we had Lawrence Wayne O'Connor on Sales TV earlier this week, and he was talking about burgers and the fact that you know McDonald's burgers, no one really loves. It, it does the job, and it's incredibly scalable. Yet the gourmet burger, and he he, he talked about this this famous burger place in the US somewhere I think it was in Atlanta and uh, they only make 24 of these burgers a week but they are apparently amazing and so you've got salespeople that need you know the gourmet style burger but you've got businesses thinking about it as a as a Big Mac a scalable burger you know when we when we think about that and what businesses are measuring um, how effective do you think it is measuring the number of calls and emails that uh, that one makes? Do, do you th- actually do you think email and calling is the most effective way to generate conversations? I've certainly got a view, but gents, did you want to jump in? <clears throat> yeah, sorry. So. Um, do I think it's the most effective way to did you say to get conversations? Yeah, to book meetings, to, to have conversations with your target audience. I know it's a bit of a loaded question because I know how you feel about social selling, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't think I don't think they're effective. And and the reason behind that is because I I personally feel like um the best well not cold calling, I'd say warm calling if you've know if, if you know the person, if you've met them before. Um, that's not cold calling, obviously. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think it is. I think there's other ways to build relationship. And you, what you've got to remember is, we've got to stand out from hundred other people. So mm. if I if I'm doing the same in picking up the phone and emailing them, and my email looks the same, for example, I'm not going to have a very good chance. And I think it relates back to the is is it just alt just alt effect? Yeah, just well. I think it's gestal or gestal. I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So, so that effect, it's it's 
being remembered and standing out and 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 I mean look at the end of the day I think if you're in sales the organization you work for is want you to, to to email and cold call and I'm not saying don't do it but you could be creative and and put it into your your social selling in a way that isn't pushy or salesy you're still building relationship you're taking out kind of that that clunkiness of of putting someone in the zone of resistance um mm. and that's just by being curious I would say yeah yeah yeah. Um, well, before before you share your view, Jordan, I, you know, because yeah. the, the title of this conversation is measuring what matters. And I do want to give uh, the audience at least a snippet of what we've been testing for the last three years and what yeah. our benchmark data finds. But before I do, you know, I, I, I can't help but think about some of the research from Chris Walker that we've talked about before how MQL marketing qualified lead conversion has dropped to an all-time low of 0.1%. So, you know, knowing how, how much media costs, when I say media, it's not necessarily digital advertising, it's any form of media, including events, it's expensive. And to get a 0.1% conversion from MQL, in my mind, means you're going to run your business at a loss because you need a thousand MQLs for one one deal. Yeah. Um, sorry. Just just linking, and it's it's what I was going to talk about um, to answer your question. I think um, it's it, I think businesses are stuck between a rock and a hard place, and the reason that I say that is I was having a conversation with a, a chap called Mike Sutton, um, and he he mentioned about um the observer effect now i can't remember who founded it or, or mm. you know came up with the idea but it's this idea that when someone knows that they're being observed the data is you know it's irrelevant because it's gonna be um fudged for use of a better term it's it's because you know you're being observed you're gonna act differently and mm. i think that marketing biz dev sales they're all tasked with this inflated target and mm. how many organizations do budge the data to uh to look um more attractive to get them closer or, or to close the gap slightly Inter internally think, as a team for yeah, their leadership yeah exactly yeah. Um, and it, it ends up having a knock-on effect because if marketers, you know, throw in a couple of uh, of triple C, um, you know, uh, leads. <laughs> well, I, I was more linking it to the big short. Big short, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, just to to make that that um, the, to to make the funnel look more attractive, it's going to then have a knock-on effect on biz dev. You know, biz dev reps may flip things that, that aren't quite fully qualified. Sales are then working things that aren't fully qualified. So it's going to have a knock-on effect on the close rates. And I think we're stuck in this um, this sort of world of fugazi a little bit, mm. where we're actually <laughs> sort of yeah, we're <laughs> actually sort of shooting ourselves in the foot right right from the top of the funnel, so to speak. Anyway, yeah, I've gone on for long enough. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, when we think about what really matters when it comes to generating conversations at scale, 
we we know from three years of testing almost 12 months worth of benchmark data across a range of salespeople following a social selling methodology that isn't about lifting your uh sales strategy from you know what you're doing today and then just plonking it on social it's about an entirely different approach that is relationship first uh, we're seeing that the things that really matter are things like network growth it's things like content creation and not just the number of posts that you can do but the type of posts and how humanized you make them because everyone loves to see other people and what they're doing they don't love to see brochures being slapped in their face we we know that it's about um how many conversations social networking conversations you can insert yourself into to build your influence with your target audience whether your target audience are, are posting or whether or not people they're following are posting and those things that I mentioned there are the lead measures to building influence and generating conversations at scale, which is why we're seeing on average uh, salespeople following our methodology are achieving a 10.4% uh, uh, call rate with those people that they ask. Now, what I want to do is just kind of help the audience understand how wide that gap is from where you are today to where you need to get to, but also highlight how easy it is to, to make that transition because you two are both living proof that, it's, that it can be done and you did it relatively easily. So the analogy that I've got um, in just one minute, uh, do you both have to go by the way at the, at the top of the hour? I can spare a couple of minutes. I can spare a couple of minutes. Yeah. Okay. Is um, as as Henry Ford famously said, if I asked the people what they want, they would have said faster horses. Why? Because they didn't care about the horse manure crisis. The disease and suffering was accepted as a trade-off for ensuring they were fed each day and kept warm in the winter because they relied so heavily. On the horse and car social selling isn't just about the car it's about travel as a whole and, and we can now we now have commercial space flight <laughs> we, we, we you know pe people have been put on the moon so you know social selling is someone doing the lawn uh, at yours uh not of mine it's oh, mine. Yours. So, sorry I've got my... yeah <laughs> um yeah anyway i mean it's thrown me a little bit but the point i'm trying to make is you know there's social selling and then there's social selling there's a there's a massive difference between good and and bad uh, or or even good and great so any any final kind of thoughts on that guys before we come come to a close yeah, I think just quickly, um, I think that social selling as a title does have stigma surrounding it um, and that it's not just a channel, it is an approach to building relationships and creating conversations. 
Um, and I think at its core, that's what it is. It's not going on social and talking about your product and, you know, um, and, and basically doing all those approaches that, that have lowered the efficacy of those other channels. It's, it's genuinely about building a relationship, showing an interest in someone um, with, and, and removing those expectations. Mm, yeah, yeah. Jensen? Um, short and sweet. Um, I would say, I would say, uh, I've, I've said it before, but consistency and to the people who have never tried it, um, I would say don't knock it till you've tried it. I'd say just give it a go. Yeah. Um, and and for those that think that it uh, they don't have time for it or it takes too long for it to start working, any final comments on about that? Um, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Um, I don't want to hear <laughs> the excuse. Can, yeah, how quickly can you see results? Um, realistically, kind of. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to put a timeline on it, but but let me let me tell you something. Kind of, I felt a lot better within myself within the first month of me doing it. Um, mm. I stepped out of my comfort zone. I, I I had to kind of accept the fact I've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable, especially in mm -hmm. sales. I think that's kind of um, a very good tip: is just learn to be learn to be uncomfortable. Step outside your comfort zone. Otherwise, you're not really going to move anywhere. And and keep yeah. just keep one foot in front of the other um don't look back focus on the road ahead um and and you will see the results and you'll feel a lot better for it um so yeah, yeah. cool i think i think it's communication and networking at the end of the day and it's yeah. about doing it more, more effectively um brilliant thank you jordan thank you jensen uh, thank you to our audience and for those that were commenting jackie peter and ian have a great day guys and the great week ahead See you next time on Walking Digital Corridors. Mm -hmm.